What's up, everybody? Charles T. Hamilton here with the super producer, Chris Verlad. Got a very special interview for you today as we get to spend some time with the two-time New York Times bestselling author, working on a third with his latest release, Movies and Other Things. He is also the executive producer of Hip Hop, The Songs That Shook America. It is Shay Serrano. Shay, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Can I just start off by saying you sound very six foot three today? <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's been exactly one week since uh, Movies and Other Things came out, and you've put all over your Twitter uh, uh, throughout the, the process just how nerve-wracking it is having a new book come out. Has that subsided at all now that it's actually out? Is it worse? Is it the same? Like, How does it feel now that it's been out one week? It feels worse. It gets worse every day. <laughs> you're just checking every the numbers day, every day, make sure it's still uh, you're still selling copies? Yeah, that's like, I still check the numbers for like the Rap Yearbook, which came out four <laughs> years ago, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a miserable part of the process. All right, since you brought up the Rap Yearbook, I was going to save this for later, but I got to ask, uh, are you upset you didn't name it Rap and Other Things? Or here's my idea, you just republish it? name it rap and other things, and then you got a fourth uh, New York Times bestseller. Well, you know, the the plan right now is we're doing another and other things book, the first two have done well. Um, and rap is like one of the ones we're considering, rap and other things or television and, and other things. Rap is probably a little more fun to write about, so we'll probably settle on that. But, but yeah, you're thinking the right thing. <laughs> Are we breaking news here with the third uh, and other things book, or is that, that, that you've, you've mentioned that before, right? No, I, I mentioned it before. I mentioned it when we when we got the deal for this one because when we pitched the idea for this one to the publisher, we pitched it as a two book deal, and they bought it as a two book deal. So everybody knew the third one was coming. Nice. Well, you know, not to put any pressure on, I'm looking forward to that third one, man. Uh, <laughs> I got to ask, how cool is it? You're at a point now where two time uh, New York Times bestseller that you are able to have this hardcover book and have chapters where, you know, you have the chapter with your sons about the MCU and do things that, you know, you probably couldn't have done in the first, uh, in the rap year book or, or what have you, when you were first getting your, your writing career started. It feels very cool. It's like, uh, I mean, it's what you're alluding to here. There's a, there's a level of freedom now because the publishers have seen that when we put a book out, people are, are probably hopefully going to, uh, going to buy it. So, once once that happens, they sort of get out of your way a little bit and just trust you to do what what you're telling them you're going to do. Just let you cook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're the movie expert. I mean, you have a book out about movies. I have always loved any given Sunday, but recently, like I've become pretty obsessed with it. And you mentioned on I think it was the Rewatchables recently that Willie Beeman is the best movie quarterback of all time. And I want to take it even a step further. Is he possibly the most iconic movie athlete of all time? I mean, I guess you could say the guys that have their own movies like Creed and Rocky might be one step ahead. But as far as a guy who doesn't have his own movie named after him, is Willie Beeman up there? He's up there. I don't think he's going to be your number one pick, though. You're going to need somebody a little more, I don't know, pop culture iconic. Like you would would probably go... Sydney and, and uh, Billy from White Man Can't Jump before you get to before you get to Willie Beeman, and you probably go Jesus Shuttlesworth before you get to Willie Beeman. You okay. know what I'm saying? He, he's probably he's probably top five, but like I wouldn't I couldn't put him against over Benny the Jet Rodriguez or like 
or or Dottie Henson from a league of their own. Like he's he's up there somewhere, but I don't think he's number one. Okay, all right, I'll take it. Uh, one of the chapters in movies and other things that I just absolutely love, and I think everyone does because they all love The Rock. But would this movie be better with The Rock in it? Speaking of any given Sunday, would that movie have been better with The Rock in it? Yeah, you put you put him you put him at like outside linebacker, and we're gonna have a lot of fun here. Like, does he what, take what the... position did he play in real life? D end. Oh yeah. Okay. Perfect. So so we're good here. Um, you put him at defensive end. You put him at outside linebacker, wherever. But he's a big agile guy. Let's put him in there. Let 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 him get a couple of them big tackles, big sacks, and 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 keep it moving. Does he take the uh, LT role in in any given Sunday? Oh, absolutely not. He's on the other side. You got to have the shark in there. You, he could be like the other shark. That could be his name. I don't care. And <laughs> the other shark. That is the thing about any given Sunday, and I know we're kind of stuck on, or I'm stuck on it right now. LT actually does like a really good job. Like he's really good in that movie. He's he's incredible in there. You don't realize it when you're watching it because in your head you're just like, oh, I wonder if he was just like this in real life all the time. Um, but yeah, you're more years removed from it, and you go back and say he he showed up. He was he was acting. It was great. Yeah, no question. I uh, one of the best parts about your books is it's just basically how I talk to my friends about certain things, how I talk to my friends about movies, like the heist movie crew or, uh, you know, the, the which movie hurt you the most as an adult. That's one that, you know, I'm glad you went there because we don't really talk like that with our, we, we might talk about the heist movie crew, but we're not getting too deep when it comes to, uh, to, you know, the, the emotional parts of movies. I mean, obviously it seems like that's what you're going for in your writing is basically just conversational, like stuff you'd talk to your friends about, right? Yeah, that's the whole plan there. It's like we're going to start it out. It should start with some sort of prompt where as soon as I say it to you, you should already in your head be going like, all right, this is who I would pick for this or this is what I would like to have happen here. And then that gets you in. And then once you're in there, then we can sort of pull the rug out from under you and show you some other stuff that maybe you weren't thinking about. Okay, Shay, this is Chris here. I'm going to pull you into a conversation that me and Chuck have had numerous times, and that's on the movie Roadhouse. And if Dalton is actually good at his job to making the place safer or is he actually bad at his job because he basically brought a whole city down and exploded it? He brought the whole city down, uh, but in doing so, he got rid of the main bad guy. And also, if we're talking about are you good at your job, yeah, because the double deuce was incredible by the time he left. So you're taking Chuck's side on this. Yeah. I, I've always said it's he's did a terrible job. Yeah, he cleaned it up, but did he kill a lot of people in the process to make just a crappy rundown bar like oh it's a nice outstanding bar now well i mean that's i mean that's what it is though you bring him in to clean up your bar who cares about what happens outside of the doors like my bar is clean double deuce is making money now this is he did he did that faster than than bar rescue guy like (laughs) he's good john taffer John Taffer, yeah, that's his name. Big John. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Shay, one of my favorite chapters in the movie, and by the way, thanks for taking my side. I, I think Dalton did a great job cleaning uh-huh. up the, the double deuce. He didn't kill people. It was Wesley who killed people. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the perfect heist movie crew where you go through, you know, the leader, the driver, the ill-tempered muscle. I, I don't want to give too much away, but I just want to say my favorite out of the perfect heist movie crew is always the ill-tempered muscle. I don't know why. That's just who I gravitate to. Do you have a member of the perfect heist movie crew that is usually your favorite, your go-to? That's my that's my favorite one too. Uh, when I when I'm 
whenever I'm watching the movie, I get pulled into that character, like the Cleo character and set it off or, or Jeremy Renner's character in, in the town or Wayne Grow or any of these guys who I, I like the one to a, you just have no idea what's going to happen with this person. All you know is it's going to be bad. And B, I like the I like to watch a movie and see somebody that I can like invest myself in for a little while. That that I know I'm I could never be this person in real. I could never be a Wayne Grow <laughs> in real life. So yeah, I, I I like to watch him on TV. And isn't there something to be said? Like their heart's usually in the right place. Maybe misinformed, but like they usually think they're doing the right thing too. Yeah, that's the thing about about them is they're. In their head, they're like, oh, this I had to shoot this guard to save the crew and the robbery, even though they're always wrong. But they think they're right. And there's like, a, you know, there's an earnestness about them that, that's enjoyable. Shay, one of my favorite chapters is your chapter on Friday. And it's how it's one of those movies where no one really talked about seeing it, but all of a sudden everyone is doing this quotes from the movie and going back and forth with it. Then you talked a little bit about how important that movie was for representation and not just for for the black community, but other communities that are underserved in movies. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're headed toward those thoughts right now. It was really cool watching that movie. That was like a, um, that was the, the first movie I experienced as like a part of my life before I had even seen a trailer or I mean, this was before the internet. So you didn't watch trailers on your phone or computer. You had to go to a theater to see a trailer. You had to go to a theater to see a poster for it. Uh, and, and we, you know, we didn't do a lot of that when I was growing up. So this movie just one day, everybody at school was, was talking in this new way. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And eventually we found that it's from this movie and then you go watch it and you're like, Oh wow. Like I've, I've never seen anything like this before. And, uh, it was just cool to like see this is a this is a movie full of non-white people doing and, and not like sitting around talking about how they're not white. You know what I'm saying? Which happens every once in a while. And you're like, oh, this would be cool. Like I would like I wonder if we're going to get I'd say we like our Mexican-Americans going to get this or Asian-Americans going to get this. Like it was it was it felt like a big moment at the time. Um, and then looking back on it now, you're like, yeah, that was like a that was a that was a spark right there. Shay, I just want to make sure I mention uh, Arturo Torres, who is the uh, the uh, not author, artist, the illustrator <laughs> of this yeah. book. The, the illustrations are incredible. Uh, you guys are also hilarious on Twitter together. I just want to make sure I got his name in there because I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, but I just wanted to also say one of my favorite chapters, just because it's kind of a swerve here, is which race was white saviored the best by Kevin Costner? It's not exactly what you think when you get in there. But it leads me to my next question. I have long said that Pitch Perfect is the best sports trilogy out there. I get a lot of backlash on that. People say it's not a sport. I'm like, it's singing competitions. That's that's good enough. Where do you fall with that? Am I just completely wrong? I think you could make the argument that it's a, that it's a sports trilogy, sure. Um, if, if video games are a sport now, then acapella singing can be a, a sport, a competitive sport. Uh, but I don't think you could. I don't know that I would say it's the best. Pitch Perfect Two is not super great. Pitch Perfect Three was a little worse than than that. Pitch Perfect One is a perfect movie, uh, but I, I might lean. I might lean in, in another direction for a sports trilogy. You probably end up with with something like I don't know the Mighty Ducks or whatever, something safe like that. But 
I could, I'm not going to follow you down that road saying it's the best one, though. Yeah, Mighty Ducks is the main uh, main argument I get against it. Uh, yeah. So I can I can tell from from the way you ranked them, Pitch Perfect one is your favorite. Obviously, is that mm-hmm. your favorite riff off as well from Pitch Perfect one? Absolutely. Okay. When they're in the swimming pool and you're learning about it, uh, I like when a movie introduces you to like a new thing, and they do that right there, and they also are able to explain all of the parts because it's like a complicated situation a complicated setup but they're able to get through it while they're doing it and it's just really smart writing it's really fun uh, performances it's like it lays out the stakes of everything how seriously everybody takes this with the exception of anna kendrick's character who's just sort of like spun around in the moment but we see her become involved uh we we see the establishment of bumper as like the main the main character on the other team uh, Jesse is like all of the pieces here set up what the what the movie is eventually going to become. It's it's a perfect one. Shay, one of my other favorite chapters in the book is a press conference with Michael Myers from Halloween, talking about a night mm-hmm. out of killing. How did you come up with that idea? You know, the, so Michael Myers is my favorite movie monster of all of the movies and uh, all the horror movies. So I wanted to write about him, and I had, I've seen every single one, even the, the one that doesn't actually have Michael Myers in it. And, and in all of the movies, he never talks. That's like his one of his main things. And so I was just trying to figure out how can I talk about all of the movies without talking directly about them? How can I like do this in a fun way? How can I sort of turn this upside down a bit? And then uh, it just kept making me laugh to think about Michael Myers sitting up there at the table with like the Gatorade and he's got his mask on and he's holding a knife and reporters are just asking him questions. And, and of course the, the, you know, this is a device here where I can basically just lob up any question I want to talk about whatever part of whatever movie I want. Um, but yeah, that's how we set it. I was legit like laying in bed after we had went and seen the new one, which was incredible. This was, you know, late in the late at night, early morning, like whatever, two in the morning. And I had the idea and I couldn't stop laughing. And I like woke Laramie up to tell her about it. And, uh, and then that's how it ended up in the book. That one, that one took maybe 30 minutes to write. It was my favorite <laughs> one to write. Cause it was so fast. Cause I'd already, you know, I had already lived in that world for so long. Shay, so uh, he's a Gatorade guy. Like you notice when Clay Thompson goes up, he's sponsored by body armor. So he'll throw the Gatorade bottle away. But Mike Myers, Gatorade guy. Mike Myers is a Gator. Mike Myers. Mike Myers is the Michael Jordan of like the horror movie <laughs> killing world. So yeah, he's a Gatorade guy. They they probably have the same like be like Mike, uh, like a Michael Myers commercial <laughs> for Gatorade. Hey Shay, man, it, it seems like you've been going extra hard on promoting this book. Uh, you've been all over the place doing book signings, book shows, things like that. So really appreciate you spending a couple minutes with us, uh, chopping it up about movies and other things. Everyone go out there, get your copy, go get basketball and other things, go get the rap year book, and then look for the third and other things book coming out as well. Really appreciate it, man. All right, boys. Y'all be safe. You too. Thanks again to Shay Serrano. Be sure to go out and pick up your copies of movies and other things. Trust me, it is worth it. They make great Christmas gifts. My Christmas shopping's already done. Go get multiple copies. If you guys like what you heard today, be on the lookout for more interviews between myself and Chris Verlaud. We're going to have more of those coming down the pipe. So be on the lookout for those. And thank you all so much for joining us.